over, come inside of my trusty right foot and buried it in the bottom corner. And the adrenaline rush afterwards as well when the whistle went and then you get in the dressing room, it's just, that's what you play football for, moments like that, you know. And it was, yeah, it was certainly a, a memorable moment for me. Hey guys, it's producer Ross here and welcome back to another edition of Ross Meets, the series where I catch up with former town players that talk about their careers from the ups to the downs and everything in between. And here we are, episode 16 of the series so far. I want to say a big thank you once again to everybody who has listened to the previous episodes. They've been a pleasure to bring you guys and hope you've enjoyed them and many more to come, so stay tuned for them. So let's get stuck into today's episode and let's introduce our guest, which is former town offender, Neil Thompson, and one absolute pleasure it was to speak to Neil about his career and his time at Porton Road. We went and spoke about a range of different things during his career, so I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm not going to ramble anymore, we're going to get stuck into the episode. I want to say a big thank you to Neil once again for chatting to me, and let's get into it. Hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Hello. Hi Neil, how are you? Hi Paul, you alright? Yeah, all good. Um, how, how are you coping with everything? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah. Yes, not, not nice, I've been... Not been a huge band because the weather's been good. I suppose. Yeah, has, yeah. You know, there's you know loads of stuff to do around the house. I've been getting out on my bike, doing a bit of golf now. So, where um, whereabouts are you based at the moment then? Well, I'm at, I'm at home. I live uh, <laughs> I live near just outside of Hull, about six seven miles. That's okay. where I'm from originally. Um, so when I moved back from Ipswich uh, all them years ago, yeah. we moved back here. We're still in the same house. So, okay. You know. So yeah. So been here a while. So we, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all right. So I've got about, I don't know, just over an hour in the morning to get in. Um, so it's not too bad. There's yeah. worse journeys. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for um, uh, taking your time up to chat to me about about your no career worries. and stuff. So Yeah, yeah, fine. No worries. Fire away. So, um, yeah, so how I sort of start these um, you know, podcast chats is sort of talk about your early days of your career, you know, the beginnings of Neil Thompson. You know, did you always yeah. want to play football yeah. when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, obviously played at school a lot, uh, played a lot of representative teams. I tended to play in a lot of teams like like I was a year younger, um, and you know I think that gave me a, a good grounding. And and then sort of played in the representative teams, the school teams, and then I got asked to go down to uh, Notts Forest on trial uh, with another another lad that I played in the Sunday League team with, um, and I got. Taken on as apprentice at Notts Forest in, what was it, about 80, 81, something like that. So it was just after they had had won the European Cup two years running. So that was, yeah, it was when Brian Clough was there. So that was quite interesting going down there and, you know, you're going into a big club as it was at the time. You know, it was was at the, you know, the top echelon of the game. Um, So that's where it sort of started when I left school stay on or anything I went straight to be an apprentice down in Nottingham yeah. I was um, you know Brian Clough is well known for many different reasons but did you have much interaction with him during your day uh, you, didn't, you didn't have a lot because obviously yeah. with, with the first team but I mean it was one of you know when, when he was in the building you hadn't even seen him but you knew he was there yeah. it was, it was, he's had such a presence about him not just to the to the senior players but to the younger players as well and uh, you know it, yeah, we obviously trained at different times and uh, on different pitches but you know occasionally you'd um, you'd go and train with uh, the first team I remember when the, I think they bought Trevor Francis uh, first million pound player uh, and he was I think he had an Achilles injury very early on and he, he was he played a lot of matches against those youth team and 
you know, I've got a few pictures of, of that when, you know, you're playing against Trevor Francis, yeah. this, this absolute superstar. And, you know, it was, it was a good grounding, but it wasn't like the apprenticeship now. You know, it was just up to your 18th birthday, so you didn't get two full years. You just got a year, and I'm an October birthday, so I only got just over a year to go and impress. And unfortunately, at the end of that time, I uh, I got re- released and moved um, moved back up to Hull, where I, where I live, Hesel, where the bridge is. Uh, and I went and joined Hull City. Yeah. Um, so you know that was I was only at Forest a year and a bit, but you know it was it was a good experience all the same. Yeah, and you you said you you know moved. Did you move up into a lot of digs back then, or? Well, I, when I moved down to Nottingham, I moved into digs yeah. uh, there, so I stayed away. Obviously, got home occasionally because it's on quite a decent railway line back to back to Hull. I used to change at Sheffield yeah. and then come back up maybe after the game on a Saturday, and then we'd I'd get a lift back in. On a um, there was a lad who um, who played at Forest at the, at the time, Stuart Gray, who went on to. He managed Sheffield Wednesday when I was there, actually. Yeah. So he lives at just at the other side of Hull, so he used to take me back in. Uh, but then when I moved back to Hull, I moved back, moved back home to, to my parents, uh, and I was there, what, a couple of years, and, and made me, um, made me, uh, my first team debut then under a manager called Mike Smith, who used to, um, uh, he used to manage a Welsh team, uh, and I, you know, I remember I found my first pro contract on forty-two pound a week. Yeah. So that was slightly different to what it is now, Definitely. obviously. Um, so yeah, so that that was another great experience for me. Um, actually, going going there, getting in the first team. Uh, they had a change of manager. Uh, a guy called Colin Appleton took over, and unfortunately, I, I got released. Um, you know, I played about thirty odd games in the first team. I was a young lad, uh, so the first two years, two three years of my career, I got two free transfers, and I thought this thing going down too good. Good this football, yeah. like you know, you know, you think you're you're good, and then suddenly you you have that hit you. So, so that was you know, it was a, it was a bit of a crossroads for me. Um, uh, in terms of where do you go next? Uh, there was a, there was a coach at uh, Hull at the time called Cyril Lee. He went on to manage Colchester United. He's a formation uh, player, isn't he? Yeah. Cyril Lee, do you remember Cyril Lee? Yeah. He was at Ipswich as well for a yeah. long time. Yeah, I think under yeah. Bobby Robson. He was, yeah. Uh, uh, well, he he was at Hull um, City as a as a coach, mm-hmm. um, and then he left and went to manage Colchester. And then when I got released at Hull City. Um, he actually got in touch and wondered if I'd want to go down there full time, but it was it was a what a great contract offer. Yeah. It was a long way from home, and so I did, and, I, and I'd had a, um, an offer to go and play up at Scarborough part time mm-hmm. uh, and, and get myself a job. So I, I decided on that route, yeah. which it worked out well in the long run. But it was a, I can remember at the time it was a little bit of a dilemma. But I got myself a job. I first started off. Um, uh, a delivery man for a uh, for a stationery company, and then I went on to sell disposable nappies for a <laughs> disposable nappy company called Produce UK Limited, a French company. Um, so I did that, and obviously um, played up there part time. Uh, a guy called John Cotton was the manager, um, and you know it, it gives you a good grounding because I was I was getting forty fifty games a season. You know, you're getting up, doing your work. It, it, it gets you that work ethic. Um, 
you know, I'd, I'd, I'd finish my work at five o'clock in the evening, and then I'd trail all the way up to Scarborough to go training. And then you had you train twice a week, Tuesday, Thursdays, and then you played on the Saturday. And it was a brilliant time. We had a really good, good, te- good team, great set of lads. Uh, and obviously, I was working. I was enjoying my work as a sales rep for this uh, disposable nappy company. Uh, and then uh, um, Neil Warnock took over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember he came to watch us. Uh, I think obviously it was in the office, and he was going to get the job. And he uh, he um, came to watch us down at Nuneaton. And I remember I was playing left back and I had an absolute nightmare. We got beat 5 0. Eddie McGoldrick, who went on to play at Palace and Arsenal, um, he gave me a right roast in a Warnock. Came in as manager about a month later, got rid of just about all the players apart from two or three of us, and he brought a whole new squad in. Uh, and it worked because we ended up uh, the first season he was there. It got us promotion. We we won the we won the conference as it was then, and we got promotion into the football league. Uh, by this time, I'd swapped jobs. I've gone and signed. I've gone and got a job as a sales rep down at Whitbread, um, selling um, selling beer yeah. uh, to the off license trade and the cash and carry trade. And another good job. Really enjoyed it. Uh, still doing the, the part time stuff. Trained a couple of times a week and. Uh, and and playing on a Saturday and playing midweek and and that was quite demanding I've got to say um, you know the you know your your time was never yourself you're always somewhere or the other and trying to fit it all in was was sometimes a bit of a bind but uh, as I said I think it gave me a really good grounding to understanding the value of what you're doing and and that work ethic that you have yeah. um, and then when we went into the uh, we got promotion into the league. Uh, under Warnock, his first under Neil, you know he, he was brilliant with us. Absolutely, just talk about getting a team together as a team spirit. He was fantastic at that. He got a group of players together, and, and you know we went on that pitch and we weren't going to get beat. I think I think we, I think we won fourteen away games on the bounce or something silly like that during that season. And you know we used to go. You know, and, and just grind results out. But we had a great set of lads, and we, we went into the football league. And um, fortunately, I went full time. Then gave me a job up at Whitbread. Another big decision. Um, but I, I decided to give it another go. Went full time, um, and obviously uh, went into the to league with Scarborough as Neil as manager. We we had a really good start to the um, uh, to the season. And I think we ended. I think Neil left in the um, in the new year. Went to manage Notts County. Uh, I don't know if that's. I think that might have been the first season in the, in the football league, yeah. and or even the second season maybe. Um, and but we we ended up getting to the players. A lad called Colin Morris took over, a winger from Sheffield United. who was a real nice guy, um, and. Uh, we got to the semi-final of the playoffs. Wow! Uh, um, and we we've missed out on promotion, I think, by one point or two points, uh, which was you know because we'd done really well all season. And we played the team in seventh position because it was the top three went up and then the next four in playoffs. And the team who finished in seventh position, Leighton Orient, I think we finished twelve points ahead of them, but we lost over two legs to oh, them, no. two one, I think it was. Yes. So. Lottery, isn't it? so yeah, so that was really, you know, a really uh, hard pill to swallow, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I came off the pitch and a friend of mine, a guy called Mike Sims, who, who lived in, who was a hotelier in Scarborough, but he'd moved down to, to Switch or okay. to Woodbridge, I think he lived at. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him after, he came to watch the game at, uh, 
later on it's found and he said oh, it's all over the papers in Ipswich that Ipswich are going to sign you first time I've ever heard of it I mean we didn't I didn't have an agent in them days or anything like that it was you know it was just you know word of mouth really so and, and so I didn't think I, I thought oh that's nice but I didn't think a lot of it so anyway we go back in the next week uh, and I went to see Colin Morris and uh, we'd had a good season I asked for he, he never mentioned anything about a move or anything so as you do if you've had a good season I think I got in the, the Division 4 as it was then a representative team that year mm-hmm. and I asked for a rise in money uh, and he said he'd think about it and that was it went away for the season anyway about and a couple of weeks later I uh, got a call and um Within the hours, I was making my way um, down to Ipswich. Uh, John Duncan had, uh, was the manager at the time, uh, and uh, obviously they decided to, to an offer had been accepted, and uh, I was on my way to Ipswich. And I can just remember thinking how long that A14 was because it never <laughs> it never ends, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I went down, I went down with my wife, and obviously it was a uh, we had a little girl at the time, Leanne, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was always, you're always going to sign the contract because it's a, a real fantastic opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, and that was that. So, uh, and when you go down to, you know, you played non-league and you trust your ability. Mm-hmm. But I remember I came in, I went, went into Portman Road the next morning and the first person I saw, I think, was John Bork and then Sergey Baptacher. And I was just thinking... Have I been off more than I can chew here? Can I? Am, am I going to be good enough to to deal with this? Um, but yeah, we got signed, and and, and that was all changed. I, you know, we we moved moved down. I think we got a house in uh, a rented house in Shotley initially, and then we moved to Warren Heath uh, when we got our house sold up here. Uh, and yeah, that was the start of a, a seven year career down in uh, down in East Anglia, which was brilliant. Yeah. Who um you mentioned, you know you know, Walkie and Bartacha, you know, who helped you settle in when you first signed and stuff? Uh, well, that, you know, when you go any, you know, you go to a new, I mean, I, I must mention um, uh, Charlie Woods as well. He was of the course, guy who yeah. came and, and, uh, and I think came up to Scarborough and, and like obviously did, did the scouting. And, uh, and he always says when he, when I, when I spoke, when I spoke to him in later years, I, I can remember sitting in that stand and the seagulls shitting on him. But there you go. I don't think you should print that, but, yeah, yeah. but you know, he just remembered his trip up to Scarborough, you know, and it, yeah. we always have a little, whenever I see him, which is not as often as you'd like. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, obviously, you know, that was, uh, sort of that we shared. But yeah, when I came down, um, yeah, quite, quite a few really. I mean, over the years, uh, Mickey Stockwell and his wife, we were quite, very close to them because the kids were of similar age as we moved through the years at Ipswich. So, so Mickey was the one who helped us settle in. But everyone, no, everyone was great. You know, we just settled in nice. Uh, Craig Forrest just lived over the road from me in Warren East. Um, but yeah, you just, I mean, it's such a, a brilliant club. You know, just a friendly club. I remember Pete Trivian was, uh, I think, doing a little bit of first team stuff with John at the time, and he took us round to areas where we might buy a house, etc. So Pat Cobbold in the in the office, all, all the players were, yeah, just 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 it was for me. It was like what an opportunity, yeah. you know, and, and you know it was. We had a young baby, Leanne was only one, I think, uh, or coming up to one, so it was quite a big move for, for the family, moving away from family up here, um, you know, that's a, but it was an opportunity to go and play at a, a level that I dreamed of playing at, and seeing if I can hack it, you know. Yeah. 
that uh, as you know you mentioned John Duncan you know he he left or got sacked after that one season your first season and then John Lyle came in uh you know just talk about John John Duncan first you know what you know he's the one who brought you in I know Charlie scouted you but he must have gone yeah let's take a punt on this guy and well and so. yeah I think there was a I think if I'm right in saying there was maybe two left backs we're looking at I don't know mm-hmm. I think the other one was a more experienced one yeah. and then there was myself so obviously I was really pleased that you know I, I didn't know this till later but yeah. I, I was the one that got picked and, yeah. and John was fine you know he was tough uh, straight talking um, I think the first when I, when I came the, the pre-season trip we went to um, Kiev for 10 days which oh, was wow. horrific <laughs> it was like yeah. yeah just it was when obviously glasnost and everything was happening so it was a little bit different out there but i mean one experience to go there and you know but it was 10 10 days of real you know the want a lot to do apart from train and play games um but that was and it, it gave me an opportunity to get get uh get to know the lads as well which was good but john john was fine he, he was you know it just didn't happen you know we we, we had a okay season if i if i'm uh, if I remember rightly, I think I did okay. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it was me thinking, can I, as I said before, can I handle this level of level of uh, football? And and it seemed to go all right. And obviously, at the end of that season, John moved on. Uh, it's funny because now John works for the LMA as a mentor. Okay. Uh, and I and I've seen him quite regularly over the years in, during my coaching career and get on with him great he's a he's a lot more laid back placid character than what he was then that is for sure yeah. but he's, he's he's been he's been great with me over the years coaching on the coaching side so uh, yeah unfortunately it didn't work for John and then John Lyle took over and um, yeah that was that was brilliant because John John just knew the job knew the game he knew how to handle players knew how to get a, a spirit amongst people and you know he took us all back to school really about Know the basics and um, added one or two individuals, and you know it, it, it sort of clicked. And in any any promotion season, I, get, I mean, funnily enough, the season I got released at Hull City, we'd, we'd actually got promotion, and I played a few games. The season at uh, at Scarborough, we got promotion, and the, and the one resounding factor of all the promotions is the team spirit among the squad. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely key. You know, everyone's got to be. It certainly was in that days. Anyway, you've got to be singing from the same song sheet, and and John was good at that. And he and he'd give you just little snippets every now and again, when whether it be on the on the training pitch, whether it be in the dressing room, uh, whether it be during a game, and and you know, you just listen because you know it was a font of knowledge, was John, and you know, obviously, you know, transform the team. You know, you mentioned like Brian. You knew Brian was in the building. You, would you say the same with John? You know, I've heard some different stories. Uh, in, in a different way, because yeah. uh, I think uh, Brian Clough was, um, you know, he had this aura about him. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of a fear factor. There's no question about that. You know, not just with young players, but with senior players as well. With John, it won't it won't quite like that. It was it was yeah, he had a presence about him, and you know, when he walked into a room, you listened. You know, because because you know you respect everything he's done in the game, and uh, you know he had a real authority about him. But it was a it was a good authority, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, you know, when it as I say, when he spoke, you did listen. I remember one game we played Cambridge at home, uh, and I didn't get into too many sort of arguments with with him. But after the game, I think Gary Rowett scored from a corner. I think we got beat at home. This is promotion season, okay. uh, and and I was marking Rowett and. 
and I think I got obstructed or, or I felt I did and Gary Rowe nipped in front and scored and uh, after the game I remember we had words and then I watched the video of it afterwards and realised that he was right and I was wrong so I went in tail between the legs Monday morning and um, and apologised <laughs> but uh, hey, that's the emotion of a game but yeah John was you know I think if you ask anyone from that era um, from that team have the utmost respect and he and did so much for your game um, you know you just can't buy it that um you know his first season we you know unfortunately finished 14th but then you mentioned of course the promotion season did you feel going into pre-season you know do you feel something was sort of building I think so I think yeah. any any promotion season you, you have you just get a little sense well I have anyway in, in the ones I've had um, you know I'm sure we'll come on to when I left Ipswich and went to Barnsley that yeah. was a, one of the cases as well but mm-hmm. certainly at Ipswich yeah you, you felt there was a yeah, there was a just a confidence about people. You know, I think John Walk come back into the team, come back from, uh, and, and and obviously with a massive influence. And then I think was it Paul Goddard came as well, yeah. and uh, yeah, and, and and things just clicked. Um, you know, and even when I think I remember the season, even when we didn't play brilliant, we just seemed to nick results, or we used to get a point, or you know, we seemed to get something out the game. Um, you know, we, and we had a group of players which really uh, the want a lot of major injuries that season. I think everyone usually, you know, we we had probably picked from us got at 15, 16 players in total throughout the season. The vast majority of the games come from that group, um, and you know, when you do that, you get a level of consistency, and there was a level of confidence in it. So um, yeah, you, you just sense it, and then it builds, but. You know, you've still got to go out and get the results. Yeah. So don't just fall on your lap. And there's a few bumps in the road as you go along. There's one or two bad results that you get, and you've got to be able to bounce back from them. And you know that season, you you scored. You, you know, I'm going to bring this up. You know, you scored six goals that season, and then one of those is a very memorable goal indeed. A, a late stunner against Southend. You know, what's your memories yeah, of that? God. Yeah, I remember it very well. Grand National Day it was. Yeah. Uh, I think I backed the winner in the National that day as well, yeah. party politics. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, I mean, it was packed, the place was packed, little ground. Uh, was it East, was it Easter, Easter Bank Holiday? I think so, yeah. I think, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it was a Bank Holiday anyway. Um, and uh, I think uh, I think I had to look in the first half. Uh, I think it was a it was quite an even game. I think they had opportunities, so did we. And, and we, I think Phil Phil Whelan was he making his debut? I think, uh, and, and he scored from uh, I put a corner over in the first half, and uh, Phil headed it in, so we went one nil up. Uh, and then we're, we're pushing a bit second half. They've had one or two opportunities, but it's not. You know, we're reasonably comfortable. I felt, uh, and I think we got a penalty, uh, and then I think walking is the penalty. Yeah. Uh, and then they go score and then you just you know you think oh that's it you know but things things like what happened at the end in a promotion season tend to happen to you yeah. you know you, you can't put you in, I don't know I don't know how you explain it but it just things do happen for you and I remember I think we cleared a corner and I found myself uh, breaking out because I, I think I used to mark me post anyway yeah. at corners so I found myself breaking out from the edge of the box um, and there's there's no one anywhere really they had a few players back 
we, it was it was a really hot day, if I remember rightly. So, uh, and I just and it just opened up, and I just kept going, got to the edge of the box, and looked up, and there weren't too many people in the box to pass it to. So, um, I sort of stepped, did a step over, come inside of my trusty right foot, yeah. and buried it in the bottom corner. And uh, yeah, that was a brilliant moment for me, for me, and for the team, obviously, because we snatched a snatched it. Well, we should have won the game anyway, but snatch it at the end like that was was brilliant. The adrenaline rush afterwards as well when the whistle went and then you get in the dressing room it's just that's what you play football for moments like that you know and it was um, yeah it was certainly a, a memorable moment for me yeah. do, you, do you think um, from that game a lot of town fans say that is the day they felt we're going to go and win the league or win promotion anyway did you feel by the players in the dressing room and yeah, I, th- I think something like that really gives people a lift, and mm-hmm. and, and and yeah, we had a lot of belief anyway. But yeah. I think it um, just just cements that belief and, and gives you that confidence. I think we played, um, we had a follow up game on the Tuesday against Wolves. Yeah. Uh, did we win two one or was it two yeah, nil? I think. Two one. Yeah. I think two one. I think Stevie Wick got a penalty. Yeah. Uh, to finish it off, I think Phil scored again. From did, what, yeah. I, I think I built a corner over and Phil yeah. Whelan scored. Yeah. And then we got a penalty. I don't think we played brilliant, but we just dug a result out. So you're thinking Saturday, Tuesday, two games which could have been two points, you end up with six points. And, and things like that really catapult you. Yeah. And, and after that, I think we picked up results. I think we had a just on the running, I think we lost to Sunderland and I think we lost to Bristol, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, on the running two consecutive games so doubts begin to spring to your mind but we're nearly there then I think then we had two draws and then we obviously beat Brighton in the uh, in the in the last game but it was uh, yeah just a brilliant season with some with some just brilliant lads great players Walkie Dave Linigan Mickey Craig Frank Yaller just the list goes on you know CB Wick Chrissy Chrissy Kerr Jason yeah, yeah, yes, no, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, just you know, ultimate respect for all of them, and you know, you, you don't keep in touch with them as much as you'd like, mm-hmm. but you know, those times that pop down to the, to the dinner afterwards, uh, you know, the ex players dinner and seeing them, and you just pick up where you've left off. So, you know, we, we had a we had a group of players that all contributed. Yeah. Uh, they all contributed in the season, and uh, yeah, that was um, yeah a mem- memorable memorable year. That is for sure. Yeah. What's your what's your memories from the you know the Oxford game because that was sort of the day we clinched, you know the title and everything you know that celebrations uh, in the dressing room. I think it was another. Pit. I think it was another hot day. And it was like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think I'm trying to think. I, I, I think my wife came. I think she. I think it was maybe the first day because with with James, my young my lad, uh, only she'd only just sort of had him about at the start of the season so okay. it was really I think it was one of the first games he'd, he'd gone to not that I knew much about it yeah. uh, but we yeah we got there and it, it was warm and it was again a nip and tuck game I mean I was concentrated on, on I don't know if I was marking Joey Beach in that day or, or that might have been it's funny because a, a couple of years later a year later or two years later when I was with Barnsley we ended up with one promotion with Barnsley and the last game of the season was at Oxford as well yeah. uh, so that was a bit ironic but uh, yeah, you just concentrating on your own game, really, and I think uh, we draw one one, and Gav got the got yeah. the Gav yeah. Johnson got the um, got the goal, I think. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but the celebrations afterwards were brilliant. You know, in the dressing room, we'd, we'd you know we'd gone up, and then then your your home game the next week is a is a free hit, and you know you can go and enjoy it, which we did. Yeah. 
So, yeah, just just what you play football for at them moments. A few and far between, but when they come, they're brilliant. Yeah. You know, you know that we got promoted to the first ever Premier League season. Did you, yeah. you guys as players, did you know much about this new Premier League and, you know, TV and all oh, that? No, we just heard about it and, and obviously it, it, it was just starting and to be the the first team to win the champion division one as it was then to go up into the premiership was was quite an honour for us anyway yeah. and and just for us we were going into the top division I mean it won't, we didn't yeah the Premier League was a name wasn't it? it obviously it's got the profile of it now is absolutely massive and it's totally changed you know the money side of it TV etc so but we knew we were going into the big league and it and it was going to be a test for everyone which it was um, but but one that everyone you know was. Was, couldn't wait to get started on and, and certainly for myself when I'd come from Scarborough four or five years earlier to to actually go and be playing in the Premier League was something I could only dreamed of really and you know it was happening so uh, yeah that was uh, something to really look forward to yeah. um, I hope I got my facts right I think you only you only scored of course you're a left back you only scored two Premier League goals but I think that's correct is that right? Uh, I'll, I'll take your words. I know one of them was it was it Norwich on yeah, the TV game. Yeah, that's what yeah, I, was I, think, I think the Norwich goal was. I think it was. It might have been the first ever Monday night game. You know? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was the first ever Monday night game. We won two yeah. nil. Um, yeah, and I, I remember. Uh, I got played in. Uh, I played the ball in, and then got played in down the left. And yeah, I, I don't know where I got the energy from. Do we? <laughs> Doing my celebrations, yeah. but yeah, it was a it was a great moment, especially against Norwich as well. You, you know, obviously uh, East Anglian derby and to, to score in it. I think I think I'd, I'd scored against Norwich in the Hospital Cup we used to have as a pre-season yeah. game. That was my first season, and, uh, and I'd scored at the other end of yeah. Carrow Road. So to actually do it there in a proper game, certainly in the Premier League, was was just brilliant. And I mean, I mean that first half of the season, the lads just we just carried on where we left off the season before that adrenaline the confidence and, and we got ourselves in a really good position then after Christmas we just we struggled and we you know we struggled to win a game which was which was you know once you got in that rut against these top teams it was really tough and we just hung on at the end but with it, that first four or five six months of the season was brilliant you know well, I think during that time Boncho Gwenchev came in you know what's your do you have much interaction with him you know during the playing days yeah Boncho you know, obviously, it was a time when um, uh, there was a bit more of an influx of foreign players anyway. And Boncho come in and took a little bit of time to settle, if I remember remember rightly. But you know, become a bit of a fan's favourite as well. And uh, yeah, one or two other individuals, came, uh, one or two other players came in as well. So you know, that was part of um, going up. You're going to get a bit more competition for players, and you know, you've got you've got to really work hard and, and make sure that. You, do, you produce the goods or else you know that's the nature of football someone's there ready to take your place and Bob Joe just he came in and, and supplemented the the, um, the forward line you know you know of course we, we stayed up that season and uh, I think one of the final games was against Nottingham Forest that Portland Road I think it was Brian Clough's last ever game I think they they were relegated at that point um, yes. any, any memories of that? well my memories of that is I was injured I think okay. I didn't play I, I didn't play and I remember uh, uh, yeah, I'd been in the dressing room area. Obviously, he wasn't a well man at that time, was it? No. And, and you know that was playing for everyone to see. But I remember um, uh, Alan Hill, who, who 
was worked for Forest. He was there when I was an apprentice at Forest. Okay. He was he was one of the main scouts and everything. So I had a good chat with him, and yeah, that was uh, yeah. I just remember the crowds when he was coming off the pitch at the end. Um, yeah, it's sad day because obviously just such a legend, legend manager. Anyway, you know. Yeah, and the next season, a bit of more of a struggle, but we did still survive. Um... Yeah, I mean, for me personally, you know, I started to get one or two little niggly injuries as well, which was unfortunate, and it was like really frustrating. I couldn't really. You know, I got in the team, got out of the team, got injured, and you know, I was sort of getting to what, what was it, about 30, 31, something like that. And so, you know, it take a little bit longer to recover. So that was frustrating for me. Because I, I, I thought I'd done in the first season of the Premier League, certainly the first half of the season, I thought I'd equipped myself quite well. Um, so yeah, starting to get little niggly injuries was not 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 good, um, and it was very frustrating for myself. Um, I, I, it, it's hard to put which season was which season, but I remember one time I got I got fit, and, and I think it was pre-season. I, I come back in really good nick, and the first game of the season, I did my medial ligament at Birmingham. <laughs> Uh, and then another training session, I think, um, had a collision, can't remember who with, but um, I did my posterior cruciate, which was which was really, I mean, they couldn't do anything surgically, just got to let it mend, and I think it was, I was out a total of six months with that. So, yeah, it was the beginning of a, a frustrating time in terms of injuries, because you knew when you played you were okay it was just getting that that rhythm and, and getting that um, bit of fitness and, and you know the more you play the stronger you get and when you couldn't get a, a, a run in the team due to injury it was really, very frustrating but yeah it was a it was a battle for everyone um, you know in terms of uh, staying up was that the season that we got the 0-0 at Blackburn the last game of the yeah, season yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I, played, I played in that game I remember mm-hmm. uh Blackburn, which was a really nervy affair. I think Sheffield United were at Chelsea, were they? And, and yeah. they got a late goal or something. Oxy, so, yeah. yeah, and then we. So, yeah, that was a really nervy game, if I remember rightly. Yeah, um, yeah Marshall had come in that season, or they come in the season before, I think, the, the one that went up. But, yeah, that was a nervy game, the Blackburn one. So, you know, the second season in the Premiership was, for myself personally, was a little bit of a stop start. Uh, and so it continued after that, really, for, for myself. Yeah, the next season, of course, was another struggle. John Law, of course, left, and then George Burley came in. You know, what was your first interaction with him? Yeah, George, he was fine. Obviously, he um, he uh, you know played at the club and, and you know a, a fan's favourite, and you know he came in. But again, for myself, I, I, I was niggly injuries, and and that was so frustrating. Um, you know, and, and and I knew that there was like Gavin Johnson there, who, who, and I think Mauricio took coming at that time. He was a young boy yeah, was, yeah. who had who had bags of potential. So you know, I could see these two guys taking the left back position. So yeah. that was frustrating when he couldn't get. I played a few games, but not not as many as I should. Um, but when you're injured, you're injured, and you know, yeah, I'd had a really good run up to the age of 30, playing 40, 50 games a season, no problem, I'd done odd one or two injuries, but then after that, I just started to pick up one or two niggles, and uh, one or two that were a bit more serious, so it, it sort of takes its toll a wee bit, uh, so I think at the end of that season, was that the one that I got released on? I think, no, you were one more season after that. One more season, again, as I said, the last two Two, two, two and a half seasons. That's what happened, and, and yeah, frustrating time. But um, 
you know, it, it's, it's just just one of them things. And then, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you, you know, the club's got to look to the future, aren't they? Um, you know, and you know, if someone's in the 30s and they yeah. keep getting injured, you know, you look back at now, obviously, uh, the, you know, when it happens to you and you get released and uh, one or two free transfers anyway, that, so that didn't worry me. But you're frustrated and a bit upset and that's how it works. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm in coaching now and I'm, I know very well how it works. And, you know, you know you've got two two young lads underneath who are more, have, have great potential and there's probably only one decision to make and they probably made the right decision obviously probably I didn't think so at the time but that's that's the way football works and you know it certainly didn't um, didn't affect my love of the club and, and the time there because the, the supporters have been absolutely brilliant with me yeah. um, and the players all the players and the managers and you know I got looked after really well um, and look, look back at that time with a really great sense of pride you know yeah. I just want to quickly bring up about I I don't really understand what was going on between you know John Lyle and Mick McGiven in terms of, like he sort of Mick was sort of having the more control of the game to game stuff. I think more John went upstairs and stuff. You know what's your? Um, I, I didn't really didn't really take a lot notice of it to yeah. be quite honest. Yeah, I mean John was John said, uh, Mick did a lot of the training and Mick uh, very experienced and and liked Mick a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, had a great deal, great knowledge of the game, uh, and obviously uh, John went upstairs and 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 did that, and we just got, just got on with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happens is uh, with football, you win some, you, you know, you win some games, you lose some, and, and, and it obviously didn't work out quite well enough because obviously people moved on and and, and George Bailey came in. So, uh, but no, I mean there was no big issues with the players as far as I'm aware. Okay. Then, uh... Just during that relegation season, there's one game I'm unfortunately going to have to bring up. Uh, the 9-0. Oh, yeah. The 9-0 yeah, gets the, the, Which one? On the 4th of March? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> not that I remember it well. No. Was it 94, was it? Yeah, no, uh, 95, I think. 95. 4th yeah. of March, 95. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it was... Um, yeah, it was quite humbling because we got absolutely battered. And it's just... You know, it's just one of them things. I mean, I think the season before, I think we'd gone up there and I think we drew a 1-1, if I'm not, not mistaken. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it was a night game and then I think I'd played up there before, I think Chris Kiwombi scored and I think that was 1-1 when yeah. uh, the new, uh, I think, Stretford had come down and the rebuilding. Um, yeah, the 9-0, I mean, yeah, it was, um, it was very humbling. You know, they were exceptional on the day could have had more than the nine and I think they scored scored the nine and there was still a few minutes left you know so it was um, yeah just one of them things I mean it was it was you wanted to crawl under a stone and <laughs> wait for the wait for the next week to come yeah. as quick as you can but you know at the end of the day I look back at it I'm not am I embarrassed by it no not really because I, I got on the, I was on the pitch there and you know I tried everything I could personally it didn't work and sometimes you know <sighs> Confidence can be seen as people not trying. I can assure everyone, everyone was trying that day, but it just didn't didn't work for us, and they were exceptional. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was very uh, very interesting. If I'm not mistaken, I think one reporter said I look like a piece of Lego in a Meccano set. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, yeah, it's 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 one of them things. I mean, it, it prepared me nicely because when I was at Barnsley, when we got promotion into the Premier League, we got, I got beat seven at Old Trafford <laughs> as well. Improvement. So, 
yeah, yeah. So that was a couple. Yeah. Uh, I think that was '97. Yeah, two yeah. years later in the October. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, Andy Cole was on fire, and yeah, it's you know, I'm sure it's been it's been spoke about a lot. But yeah. it's uh, yeah, it wasn't very it wasn't very nice at the time. But as professionals, you've got to take it on the chin. You've got to move on and and do whatever you can to um, to rectify it. So it was um, yeah, not not a nice time at all. Yeah. I, um, I spoke to Alex Matty a couple of days ago about you know about his career and of course about that game because he played and he said he probably had touch maybe touched the ball three times during that game. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean they were just totally dominant, yeah. just totally dominant in the game. It was like, yeah. And once we got into that little bit of a rut, we just we just couldn't get out of it, yeah. and you know, um, and, and and we just didn't play as a team. Simple as that, and uh, and, and we got our come up and so yeah, it was uh, yeah. I, I, I got a lot of touches, probably picking the ball out the net. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then uh, of course we got relegated. You know, did you feel from that game, or you know, was it a few games before that you felt? Well, I think I think when you get into a season where you get relegated, you you uh, you you like you know you just get into that. That, that mode where you, you don't know where the next win's coming from and the next points are coming from and you know maybe you know that team had just run its course uh, and, and changes need to happen um, yeah it's not nice but it, Premier League's a tough place a really tough place to go and play your football uh, and you know, unfortunately we we were just on the wrong end of it Then um, your your final season I think you didn't play many games but there's one Memorable moment that I've rewatched a few times on because it goes on social media every year. Your goal against Portsmouth, that free kick, and that celebration. Oh, yeah. Well, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, did you have a cartwheel? Uh, yeah, I re- yeah, I remember that. Um, I was used to play golf the next day. And I had to pull out because of a back injury. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, Portsmouth, the free kick, and I think if you notice from the clip, I think I think Mauricio played, and I yeah. think there was Milts as well around the ball, and I just. Obviously, decided to turn it as sweet as a nut, and um, luckily enough, it, it, it went in in the in the top corner. And yeah, I mean, that, them moments are brilliant, especially at the end of it. I mean, it was I think it was deep into injury time, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously, that was that was yeah. Oh, you know, you play football for moments like that. You'll get you get a lot of bad moments, yeah. and you get a lot of good moments, and you've got to treasure them. And and that was certainly one of them. So you know, it was somewhat you know my, my 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 game was based on having a decent left foot. You know, I was a decent delivery from free kicks, and, and I could pass the ball and corners, and I could score the odd goal. And you know, I had to, I had to certainly as a player because I was I was really when I started playing, I was a left winger. Uh, I had to work on the defensive side of my game when I was at Hull City. Mike Smith converted me to uh, be being a left back. So you know, from playing school where I never played at the back, played in midfield or up front. You know, I had to really work out this defensive side of my game because it wasn't a natural thing for me to do. My, my natural game was to get forward and, and join the attack and be effective in that part of the pitch, which I think I did to quite good effect. Yeah. And the other side of the game, as you go along, the older you get, uh, you get better at positional play and um, and 1v1s, etc. It's funny that you're, you're the best player when you're older, when you're in your mid-30s and you haven't got any legs left because you, cause you've got all this knowledge but yeah. you, your body just let you down so uh, yeah I mean, I mean my left foot was, was what I, I was I, I based my game on and, and tried to add little bits to it you know is there, is there a story behind that celebration or was it just in the moment like, oh you scored an absolute no, cracker just, just in the moment I, yeah. I, I just 
I knew I could do one of those. An Arab, I think it was an Arab Spring. I yeah. used to do it at, at school, I, and you know, I used to do a bit of gymnastics at school, and and it just, yeah, it just just happened. I think just the euphoria of the moment, mm. you know, being late into injury time, and you you want into, you, you know, and you get the winner of the game. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, and I think that we were having a bad time at the time, weren't we? The, the team, I think so, yeah, I don't yeah. Think, yeah, and I think, yeah, I, th- I think everyone was under a wee bit of pressure, so I think it was a big relief. For everyone, that they, you know, we actually won the game. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, you, you thought your time was up there. Did you know? Did you have a word of George about? Yeah, you're you're getting a bit older now, and you know. well, I we won like that really. I, mm. I played. Uh, I'd, I'd been injured. Mm. I think I had. Uh, I think I had an Achilles operation. Oh, wow. I think I, my last game was maybe at Charlton, uh, at, at the old Valley, at the mm. Valley. I think uh, when it was just getting redone before the move to Sellers Park. Mm. I think. Uh, and I'd been having trouble with me Achilles and it, and it obviously turned out that I needed an ops. I had an operation and I was racing to get fit before the end of the season uh, and I think I think the season has actually finished and, and we, had a, we had a reserve game down at Watford <laughs> and, I wanted, and I wanted to play in it to see to test what me you know because I wanted to go away pre-season knowing that my ankle was up, my Achilles was all right, and I, and I was fit to do my pre-season stuff and everything, get ready for next season. Anyway, then um, I um, I played in the game, scored, and, and come through it fine. Uh, and then two days later, as football is, you, you get released. And, you know, obviously I went to see George, and, and he brought bad news, which is never nice, but that's the manager's job. And as I said earlier, you know, I, I had, had a... a couple of seasons maybe two and a half seasons where I was getting niggly injuries and one or two bigger ones so obviously you know the club felt it was it was time to to move on and obviously Mauricio was waiting in the wings to already already played quite a few games anyway him and Gav and you know that was that football you gotta you gotta move on but at 32 nearing 33 I'm thinking what am I gonna do now it was like I didn't have an agent it's like we we thought I thought I was down in Ipswich and the family did thought we were going to stay there for a long long time um, and, and when I got released obviously um, it was in the press uh, I, I actually got a call I think from Ipswich Council asking me if I'd be interested in being the sports development officer <laughs> but, I, but, but I still think I had a little bit of um, a little bit of football left in me so we didn't have an agent in them days so I wrote to every uh, club in the championship division mm-hmm. one and division two cool. um, so and I, and I only got maybe 10 replies I went down to see uh, Leighton Orient I think Pat Holland was manager at the time uh, and he offered me something and I was still waiting to see if I could get a championship club uh, and it, it's just really weird that one day I, I said to my wife Jill that I think Barnsley going to ring me today and she said why? I said, well, every time we played Barnsley, I had a really good game. I played well against Barnsley. And no word of a lie, that night, uh, Eric Winstanley rung me up from Barnsley. Uh, And and we went the next day over to Barnsley and signed a two-year contract. And uh, and that season, I remember coming out of, of the negotiations with Danny. Danny Wilson, who was the manager at the time. And as I was coming out, I said, oh, what about a, uh, a bonus if I, we get promotion to the Premier League? He said, oh, you'll be lucky. Anyway, we agreed on a figure, yeah. which was quite nice. Yeah. And obviously, we got, we got 
promotion <laughs> end of that season. Yeah. But if I remember rightly, I mean, Barnsley, they played some cracking football at that time. You know, they, Neil Redfern was manager, uh, not, not manager, playing. Uh, it brought John Hendry in, Paul Wilkinson, Clint Marcel. You know, Ariane Dazou was playing. You know, they had, they had a really good team. And I remember going to pre-season, I was just recovering from the Achilles operation. And, um, and I sort of got onto the training pitch and I thought, ooh, these are decent. The, the, yeah, I've got to get me, get me out together here. And, and yeah, got myself fit pre-season. Didn't have a great pre-season. We went to West Brom in the first game of the season. One two one played really well. I think I I met the winner for Andy Little, and we went on a on a run of five games. Won every first five games of the season, accumulated in um, uh, a game at Man City. I think we won two 0 uh, Man City were down in uh, obviously the Championship that time. So that set us off on. On, on, a, on a run and, and again the team great camaraderie great set of lads played some brilliant football and we tended a bit like the Ipswich promotion when, when we didn't play well we tended to pick points up uh, and, and tended to you know just drag results out the biggest thing was the camaraderie of the team was brilliant we ended up I think runners up to bottom at the end of the season so I think again I, I got a little injury Sort of halfway through, missed a bulk of games. I think it was a hamstring or a, or a calf, I think. So I ended up playing something like 28 games or something that season, but scored five or six goals, contributed, and, and obviously won the, won the league. And, and, and sorry, come, got runner up and got back in the Premier League, which was, I was thinking at 33, the Premier League, it might be a little bit quick for me, but there you go. Yeah, must, that must be good for you. You know, you think this is you know your peak of your career or at the end of your career. Now back in the Premier League for one more little go. Yeah, and, and that's how football isn't it. You know, I've had, had seven great seasons at Ipswich. Loved the club to bits. Loved everyone down there. Family was settled, and then you get a you know the disappointing news. You're getting released, which is part and parcel of what football is. We all know that. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do. Don't know if I'm going to even be in the game because you, you you just don't know. Then Barnsley give me a uh, give me a call, go down there, get signed, and then a year later you get promotion, yeah. and, and I get that bonus I asked for, which was nice. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so it was yeah it, yeah. it just total turnaround. Oh, and, and we moved back up um, to where the family are up here. Uh, in Yorkshire so yeah it was it was disappointing to leave but it switched but you know obviously you know you, you've got to move on to move on and, and we did with Barnsley and then when we were in the Premier League you know I was 34 at the time so it was a it was a little bit much played a few games did okay we did get beat, get beat at Man United like I said but we had some decent performances and but round about just after Christmas, I think I went on loan to, because I won't get in the game, I went on loan to uh, Oldham. Neil Warnock was Neil Warnock was manager. So ah. I went on loan there. So I went on loan there for two months, came back, and then I went on loan to York City. had two months there, and when that season's finished, I got a job as player coach at York. And that then I entered my coaching career. So, yeah, so it was, uh, it, it worked out all right. You know, you want to go on forever playing and you want to stay in the same place sometimes, but it doesn't, doesn't happen like that. Did you, um, did you always feel like you want to go into coaching when? <laughs> yeah, well, I think me and Mickey Stockwell took our air license badge, I think, when we were like 
27 when we were at Ipswich at the time. I think I, I can remember me and Mick, uh, we used to, Brian Clough was a manager of the academy, our centre of excellence as it was then. And we used to go and do a little bit of coaching up, upstairs in the in the gym. I, I can remember seeing Kieran Dyer up there as a 12-year-old oh, wow. or 11, 12-year-old. Yeah. Flip of a lad, but obviously, you know, you could tell he had ability. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got me coaching badges really early. And from then right up to really now, you just continued you know improving your knowledge and I've had a little go being a coach being a manager being an academy manager being an assistant manager being a first team coach so I've done a bit of everything and thoroughly enjoyed it you know you, you're still playing as well I think if I got it right you're still playing at 40 you, I think your last game was at 40 <laughs> yeah I think I played the last I was manager of Boston at the time mm-hmm. uh, we just got promotion into the league uh, Steve Evans had left the club under a bit of a cloud um, and, and I took the job um, and I was still playing uh, well when needed and I, and I think I played the last game when I was about 40 and uh, when it took me three months to recover I thought oh, right it's time to hang him up now you can't, can't get away with that any longer so I'm doing the two jobs is impossible anyway so but obviously down at them uh, down at that level of football you know you, you don't have huge squads so sometimes needs must uh, and I obviously uh, put my boots on and, and did what I could yeah. then um, I think you then went to Leeds and coached there was there any players that you sort of helped bring through uh, yeah I, I went to Leeds Kevin Blackwell was manager at the time mm-hmm. and I knew Kevin from my time at Scarborough because uh, he was our goalkeeper at the time and Kevin brought me in as academy manager and you know, I joined an academy who had a had such a brilliant academy. I mean, there was there was players who, who were there at the time, like Aaron Lennon was a scholar at the time, but then lower down, uh, Fab Delve, Danny Rose were like fourteen pair of them, and 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 just and, and we just had loads of players. Danny Ward, who, who's played a lot of Championship football, and, and then even further down than that, you even I was there seven years, seven seven three quarter years, and you've seen players do Lewis Cook come through. You can remember him joining as a like nine year old and Sam Byron and people like that. So uh, yeah, really good academy. Thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Played some brilliant football and to see them see players develop and, it, and it's weird we youngsters because sometimes who are the best players at fourteen don't end up being the best player. You know when he's when he's at twenty, everyone grows and develops at different rates, and and that's certainly true of academy football and that's what you've got to try and see through if you know what I mean you, you know sometimes the best player at the academy at 14 might be the biggest player in the playground but when he gets in two or three years time everyone catches him up he might not be you know and you, we certainly at Leeds tended to look for the really technical players uh, and to nurture them and you know like everything all, all kids grow um, even the littlest ones and even the ones who don't grow uh, when, you know, they don't grow that big. They actually find a way of, of developing and, and being able to cope with the rigors of the game. So yeah, we had a really good academy at Leeds, and you know, I was I was there seven, seven, three quarter years, and it was it was a great time. Yeah, you know, now you know at Sheffield Wednesday. Have you gone down to Ipswich when with Sheffield Wednesday? You know, you know, your coach. Mm, let's have a look. Let me think. Uh, well, I've returned to Ipswich. I remember when I played for Barnsley came down uh, we had a night game and I pulled my hamstring on about 45 minutes <laughs> oh, no. uh, I remember I remember that happened so I didn't come up to the second half but I've got a great reception at the start of the game yeah. um, being down God, let me think 
Yeah, definitely. I think a couple of seasons ago, I remember coming down, I think when Dave Jones was manager. Uh, I think we won that CJ Bothroyd was playing for us at the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've been at, uh, at, uh, at um, I've been like done the under 18s, been a first team coach, done the 23s. I'm helping with the first team at the minute. So yeah, again, done a bit, bit of everything, and yeah, had a real good time coaching. And you, you know, you you get to this stage of your life, and you wonder where the years have gone. Yeah. Um, I saw you, you know, you popped up on Twitter a few years ago um, and I saw you doing after-dinner speaking and stuff. So what's that experience like? Yeah, I've, I've, I've done a bit of that. Um, maybe two, three years ago, I got into it a little bit uh, and, and did all right, but then just got busy with football, really. And, and you just, I didn't really pursue it. So, um, yeah, it's tough. It's not easy standing in front of a, front of a, a room and whoever and, and they've got to listen to and you've got to try and make them laugh so yeah I bring one or a few uh, Ipswich stories up I've, I've done a little bit on our 9 nil defeat I've, I've wrote a little script for that which yeah. is quite amusing um, try and make light of it although it was quite tough at the time and yeah and just one or, one or two of your other experiences throughout football so um, whether I'll go back to that I don't know um, at the minute coaching and obviously not the minute you're obviously on lockdown at the minute still a little bit just getting back into it but we'll see what happens in the next two or three years um, but you know I'm just really grateful that I've been able to have a, a career in football playing at some fantastic clubs and, and staying in the job as a coach uh, in, in, the, in football as a coach because I know there's a lot of people out there who play the game a lot higher level than me and I found it very difficult to, to get on the coaching side of it so um, certainly been in a privileged position that is for sure Do you um, do you bump into any you know former teammates you know in terms of coaching or just do you still Well you, you, yeah you bump into them occasionally yeah. uh, um, uh, which have been up to Sheffield Wednesday when when I was doing the 23s their 18s come up and I saw Jason and, and Karen Bayer uh, speak to Milts every now and again but um, you know, kept in touch with Mickey Stockwell for quite a number of years, and and, I, and certainly the next year or two, I need to get down to the uh, ex dinner, ex players uh, dinner, and ju- just meet up with everyone again. But football's like you, you, you like have your friends at the club you're at, and then you move on. And if you had to keep in touch with everyone, you'd, you'd never be off the phone. Yeah. So it's sort of, but you, you know, you bump into people, and then you reminisce, and then you move on, and. You know, as I say, I've just just been really privileged to have a career in it, um, as as I know a lot of people haven't. So it's it's a great great industry to be. In. It can be pretty cruel at times, yeah. but um, there's certainly uh, worse ways to earn a living. That is for sure. Well, Neil, it's been a pleasure speaking to me. Is there anything else you would like to to add? <laughs> no, 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 that's fine, pal. No worries, that's great. From true crime to football, Brexit to Pokeville. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.
Thank you.